This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Welcome to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a really fun show for you guys today. I talked last week about how we are getting ready for the stretch run of the National Hockey League season. It is Tuesday, March 29th, which means in a couple days we will be entering into the final month of the NHL regular season. A perfect time for me to come out and plant my flag with my Stanley Cup favorite. So I'm going to do that in this episode. That's how we're going to start this episode. And the majority is going to be me backing up my new Stanley Cup favorite. I'm very, very encouraged by the performance of this team over the weekend. I'm very confident in this team, so we'll talk about that. And then a little bit later in the show, I'm going to give you my new dark horse. Initially, it was the Winnipeg Jets, and I held out as long as I could through their absolutely abysmal start of the season. They're a little bit better now, fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think they're going to make it, though. So I'll give you my new dark horse in the second segment. But let's start here. When you're trying to pick a Stanley Cup favorite, because a lot of people are trying to do that now, maybe heading over to show sponsor DraftKings to place their bets, place their futures bets, and try to win a little bit of cash. I get it. But when you're trying to pick your Stanley Cup favorite, One easy way to do it is to just look at the top of the standings, and right now, that would lead you to the Colorado Avalanche, and I'm going to say that's not a bad pick. It's not who I'm choosing, though. But here's the way that I do this. A little bit of do theory, and a little bit of road ahead. Let's start with the do theory, because that one's a little bit easier. You know who's due to win the Stanley Cup? The Western Conference is due to win a Stanley Cup, so we'll start there. It's it, the, A Western Conference team should win the Stanley Cup this year if due theory is correct, which isn't always, but I'm thinking it is in this case, just because of a compilation of different things. So I'm thinking the Western Conference is due. When I look at it, the past six Stanley Cups, five of the last six have gone straight up to the Eastern Conference. Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh... Washington, they account for all five of those. The one Western Conference champion in the last six years, that was the St. Louis Blues back in 2019, and that took seven games against the Boston Bruins. So I feel like the Western Conference is due one this year. You know who else is due one this year? And has been due one for a long time, which makes me a little wary, and that's Canada. A Canadian team has not won the Stanley Cup Since 1993. Put this in perspective, I was born in 1996. The Montreal Canadiens were the last team to win it. They won it back in 93. My sister was born in 92. She has a two-month-old kid now. So just a couple things to put it in perspective. It's been a long time for the Western Conference, specifically. But it's been a very, very long time for the folks up in the true north in Canada. So that's, that's do theory 
for you. The other end of this is the fact that the Eastern Conference is a gauntlet. So when I try to break it down and find that one team I want to plant my flag with, when I look at the East, I say, well, if the West is due for a champion and Canada's due for a champion, I'm not picking the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's just not happening. And do I really want to pick a team in the East that's not from Canada? I mean, there's a lot of good options there, but that might be the issue. The East is a gauntlet of Stanley Cup contenders, not just playoff teams, of Stanley Cup contenders. Five of the last six Stanley Cups will be in that Eastern Conference field. Pittsburgh Penguins, Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Washington Capitals. They're all there. So you have the experience. Then you have the young upstarts, the Florida Panthers, who are one of the best teams in hockey. The Carolina Hurricanes, again, one of the best teams in hockey. The New York Rangers, young team, Vezina goaltender, potential Hart Trophy goaltender. The Boston Bruins are always a problem. And the Toronto Maple Leafs, hey, they're great in the regular season. Maybe eventually they'll pop off in the playoffs. But the East is a gauntlet. So some people believe iron sharpens iron. And I can see that. I can 100% see that. But also, they might just beat the ever-living crap out of each other. Sometimes iron does sharpen iron, and whenever they get to the Stanley Cup final, they just blow out whoever's on the other side of them because the East was so much more difficult than the West or vice versa. We've seen it in the past. But I'm thinking that it's going to go to a Western Conference team. I'm thinking it's going to go to a Canadian team this year. A team that hasn't won the Stanley Cup since 1989. A team that hasn't been to the Stanley Cup championship and the Stanley Cup finals since Jerome Aginla took them there in 2004. My Stanley Cup favorite, if you haven't already figured it out by the context clues, I'm planting my flag with the Calgary Flames. Some of you might be laughing. Some of you might be nodding your head and saying, okay, that's a little far-fetched, Nick, but, you know, we're, we're here with you. Let, tell me what you think about it. And when I look at the Calgary Flames, it feels like they're primed for a nice long run in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And also, when I look at their team in general, it feels like they have what it takes to go all the way. As of right now, they are sitting in first place in the Pacific Division. So it's always fun to put your put your stock in a team that's already at the top of the standings. So they're leading the Pacific Division. They're in second place in the Western Conference as a whole, of course, trailing the Colorado Avalanche. But this is a team that, when I look at them, yeah, they have some areas that are a little weaker than others. But I think this is the most complete team in the Western Conference. I think this is a more complete team than the Colorado Avalanche. I really like what I see when I look at this roster on paper. And then when I think about in action, who do I trust more? And it, it's got to be Calgary. Now, since being in, in the playoffs and in the Stanley Cup finals back in 2004, the Calgary Flames have not been a historically great playoff team since then. Eight playoff appearances, four out of the last seven years. But yet they've only won one playoff series, and that was back in 2015 against the Vancouver Canucks. So recent history, not on my side here. But when I look at everything else, they're a team that is coached by Daryl Sutter. He is a Stanley Cup champion head coach. He makes them play a certain way that in the Western Conference has shown to be successful. He did that back in LA with the LA Kings in the early 2010s. He's looking to do that now with the Calgary Flames. 
they play his way, defensive, low-scoring hockey, clamp down defensively, protect the goalie, great goaltending. That's the way they play. But I feel like this team has way more offensive firepower than those LA Kings champion teams ever did, which makes it a little bit more dangerous and a little bit more appetizing when you ask me about taking them as my Stanley Cup champion pick. I feel like that is the perfect build for the Western Conference. This is a big team, a physical team, that plays great defensively, that has great goaltending, but also they have 40, or sorry, four 30 goal scorers. That's pretty dangerous. Now, I'm about making money. I'm a betting man. I usually use, if not always use, show sponsor DraftKings using promo code THBN whenever I place my bets. So you know what? I'm going to be placing a bet today, after this recording, on the Calgary Flames, who right now are plus 900, 9 to 1 odds to win the Stanley Cup. That is tied for the third best odds, so maybe not a lot of value there, but plus 900 odds is still very good if you get in today at show sponsor DraftKings. That's where I'm planting my flag, and I'll continue to talk about it a little bit more. When I look at playoff success, obviously, it's always the goaltender. Jordan Bennington was great in 2019. That's why the Blues won the Stanley Cup. 2018, what got the Washington Capitals over the hump other than the fact that they were able to beat the Penguins? Braden Holpe was fantastic. Andre Vasilevsky, you know, insert Nikita Kucherov here. Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. (laughs) Jacob Markstrom has that feel to me. Especially this season. The Flames paid him a lot of money following that run he had in 2020, which is funny enough, his only playoff run in his entire career. He was in the bubble with the Canucks, 8-6 record, 9-19 save percentage, and a 2.85 goals allowed average. Those are some pretty good numbers. That's what got him the contract in Calgary. And now you look at the performance he's having, he's starting to look better and better. This season, he's looked great. He could potentially be a Vezina Trophy candidate this year. 31-12-7 is his record. Fourth in the NHL in goals allowed average at 2.16. Fourth in the National Hockey League in save percentage at a 9.25. First in the National Hockey League, and by a mile, mind you, in shutouts. He has nine shutouts. If he has ten shutouts on the season... Put it in the history books. That is one of the best seasons as far as shutouts that we've seen in a long time. He has nine shutouts on the season. That is good for first. Number one in the National Hockey League. And the goaltending stat that we all like to look at, especially in the analytics community, goal saved above expected. A real true barometer of how your goaltender is playing relative to how your team is hanging hanging him out to dry, which is why I like it. He has 14.22 goals saved above expected. That's good for fifth in the National Hockey League. This guy is a Vezina Trophy caliber goaltender this year. Not to mention the fact that he is playing behind a really talented team. This is why I have a lot of trust. Analytically, the Calgary Flames are fantastic. They're one of the best five-on-five teams in the National Hockey League this season. They're great at even strength. And they're not too bad with special teams either. At 5-on-5, they have 55.85 of the expected goal share 
That's good for third in the National Hockey League. That is going to be the worst rating that I say here at their 5-on-5 five five stats because they are first in scoring chances for and high danger chances for. Very important, especially when you have a really good goaltender. If you're keeping them from facing high danger chances, if you're keeping them from facing high velocity and high amount of scoring chances, there's a reason his numbers are so good. Not only because he's been really good, but because the team in front of him has been fantastic. 57%, a little over, for scoring chances for percentage, and 56.5% in high danger chances for. Like I said, the best marks in both of those categories in the National Hockey League. Their special teams, maybe not first, maybe not second, but their penalty kill is fourth in the National Hockey League this year. 85% almost. Power play, still top 10, is eighth in the National Hockey League. You need good special teams when it comes to to the Stanley Cup. So they have what it takes. They have the ingredients. This is all without even looking at their forward lineup. I said they have 430 goal scorers as of right now. Johnny Gaudreau, on pace to have a career season, on pace to be a heart candidate. He's leading them. Matthew Kachuk has 32 goals, has over 80 points. He's clinched at least a point per game this year as he has 82 currently. They also have Andrew Mangiapane and Elias Lindholm who have 30 goals. That's ridiculous. Then you add the fact that you have playoff experience in Tyler Toffoli, multiple-time cup champion, Milan Lucic, who was a cup champion, Blake Coleman, back-to-back Stanley Cup champion. You have a nice mix of players who are hungry for their first and players who are hungry to get back to the mountaintop. I love that about them. I love it. Let's look at their line combinations really quickly, which is why I really, really... What got my attention in the first place is what I should say. They have three 30-goal scorers on their first line. Johnny Gaudreau, Elias Lindholm, Matthew Kachuk. That is a great first line. They can go toe-to-toe with anybody, and they can play playoff-style hockey. Like, don't even get me started about how excited I am to watch Matthew Kachuk potentially go on a long run. A lot of people don't like him. A lot of people call him a rat. That's playoff hockey to a T. He is great at it because not only does he do the dirty area things, not only does he do the things that infuriate his opponents, he can go out there and score a hat trick on any given night. He can go out there and put it between his legs and put it top shelf. He's a very, very intriguing player, especially when you get to the postseason. I love that top line. Then you have Tyler Toffoli, Michael Backlund, and Andrew Mangiapiani. I misspelled, I missaid that. Andrew Mangiapiani. On the second line. Again, a 30-goal scorer, a proven playoff guy in Tyler Toffoli, and Backlund, who is a nice veteran. Third line is Colvin, Yarncroak, Dubé. I like that. Fourth line leaves a little bit to be desired, but it's a banging line. Milan Lucic, Ryan Carpenter, and Trevor Lewins. I love that forward core. The defense, a little scary. Hannafin Anderson is really good top pairing. Oliver Chillington and Chris Tanev, pretty good second pairing. Zadorov and Goodbranson have been great in the role they've been cast in. Now, if somebody gets injured, that's where I have issues. The defense gets a little scary if there's an injury. So, hoping for health on the back end. But this team is deep. There's not many teams that I trust to be able to go toe-to-toe with the Colorado Avalanche this year. Now, the Avalanche have their own issues in the postseason, similar to the Calgary Flames, historically, or at least in this era. But, of of course, a lot of people are, are picking the Avs. Because of how good they are. And you're not wrong to do that. But when I look at these two teams side by side, I feel like the Flames just have a a little bit of an edge. And it's a gut feeling. That's why I'm going with it 
above all else. I, I like to trust my gut. So I'm with the Flames. You look what they've done recently, over the weekend, 9-5 to win in the Battle of Alberta. That makes me feel real good. And you look at what they're going to do tonight, we'll see. They have a matchup with the Colorado Avalanche. So I could immediately look bad if they lose the Avs, or I could immediately look smart if they beat the Avs. Nonetheless, I'm going with them. Calgary Flames are my favorite to win Lord Stanley's Cup in 2022. I'm not going to get it... In- not going to get a tattoo, but I will lay the money with them at DraftKings. I'm going to take a quick break. When I return, we're going to finish off this episode with a new dark horse. Fell off on the Winnipeg Jets, but there's a new dark horse in town. And I'll tell you exactly who it is right after the break. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins. As the action rolls on... DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big too. New customers can bet just $1 on any team to get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older. Restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Hockey Hotbed, presented as always by the Hockey Podcast Network. And yes, of course, DraftKings as well. Make sure you use DraftKings Sportsbook and go use promo code THPN. Great odds and opportunities. Stanley Cup playoffs coming up. No better time to get involved in sports betting and no better sportsbook to use than show sponsor DraftKings. I told you in that first segment, my Stanley Cup favorite is the Calgary Flames. Rocking the red, 100%. Let's go, Flames. I know our boys at Blasty's Corner Podcast will be very happy to hear that. But I also have a new dark horse. You know, I planted my flag with the Winnipeg Jets in the preseason. I tried to ride that the whole year, but I mean, Paul Maurice leaving and being like, I can't do anything for this team. There's too much talent here. I can't unlock it. That was a little bit of a red flag. I still said, okay, maybe they turn it around here. They never really did. It's been kind of an off year for Connor Hellebuck. The beginning of the season was a very off year for for Blake Wheeler. So I'm jumping off the bandwagon there. They're playing pretty well as of late, but I got to pick a new dark horse. And when I I thought about it, I said, oh, who's a good dark horse? I looked to the Western Conference again. In the East, there really isn't a dark horse. Eventually, I will talk about the fire gauntlet that is going to be the Eastern Conference playoffs. But when I look in the West, my favorites, Calgary, Obviously, I'm not going to pick Colorado as a dark horse because that would just be stupid. 
So I like the Minnesota Wild. I liked what they did at the deadline. First, by adding Marc-Andre Fleury, shoring up the goaltending room. Then saying, hey, we have a little bit of extra space here. Trading away Capo Kakinen and bringing in Jacob Middleton. Okay, bringing in a defenseman. That helps too. A guy that, as of right now, he's playing on your top pairing with Jared Spurgeon, if I'm not... If I'm not... I think I'm correct. Yeah, Jared Spurgeon and Jacob Middleton. That's their top pairing right now. So I liked what... General Manager Billy Guerin did. I th- I've liked what he's done with this team since he took over a couple years back. He's turned this team from a boring, middling team that sometimes made the playoffs and lost in the first round to a fun team to watch that is primed for a nice playoff run this year. Like I said, they added Marc-Andre Fleury last week. He's only played in one game with Minnesota up to this point. Gave up two goals. Got the win against the Columbus Blue Jackets, so... Good early returns for Flurry in Minnesota. When I say this is a dark horse, this is exactly why this team to me is a pure dark horse. If you want to pick them to win the Western Conference, it's 10 to 1 odds, plus 1,000, which is the fourth best odds in the Western Conference. But if you want to pick them to win the Cup, which if I'm sprinkling a little bunny on a dark horse, I'm sprinkling them on the them to win the Cup, plus 2,200. At DraftKings. The 11th best odds in the NHL right now. Feels a little disrespectful. This is a team that, for the majority of the season, was holding that top spot in the Central Division until the Colorado Avalanche went nuclear. This is a team that I fully expect to finish in second place in the Central. And a team that I fully expect to be a very difficult out in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So yeah, they're my dark horse to win the Stanley Cup. Plus 2,200. At DraftKings. If you don't know what that means, that means if you throw down 100 bucks, which I'm not telling you to do, obviously, gamble responsibly. But if you throw down 100 bucks, you win 2,200. That's how it works. I'm, I'm not going to throw down 100, but I'm definitely going to sprinkle some cash on the Minnesota Wild to win the Stanley Cup as a dark horse. When I think of the Wild, I'm not going to get too deep into this. I think of a fighter mentality here. What do fighters do when they go into, whether it's a new weight class, a new organization, first time they fight, it's for the experience. They're not expecting to go out there and impress everybody and stop the show and win everything. So the first time they fight is for experience. That was last year, in my opinion, for the Minnesota Wild. They went seven games in the first round with the Vegas Golden Knights. Much better than expected, impressed a lot of people, but at the end of the day, they didn't get the job done. They lost four to three to Flurry and Vegas. Okay, that's their first time. That's where they gain experience. The second time you go in there, you get the win. Okay, you get the win. You get a little bit of confidence. You show everybody that you are for real. And that's where they're at right now. And that's where I think ultimately, if I had to put a prediction on it, I would think that they get a couple wins. They get a nice little run this playoffs. And then they fall short either late in the second round or potentially even making it the whole way to the Western Conference Finals. And then the third time you take the house down. That's coming. That's what they're building towards. Now, you still have to do the right things in the meantime. But that's the trajectory that the Minnesota Wild are currently on. But as of right now, they're in that win a little stage. So, with that, plus the really good odds, I'm going to take them as a dark horse. Because we've always seen a team 
that, oh, they're in that stage, that win a little stage. We've always seen from time to time, they can perform way above expected. I think of the 2008 Pittsburgh Penguins. Get to the playoffs of 2007. Run out of the building by Daniel Alfredson, Jason Spezza, Danny Heatley, and the Ottawa Senators. And then the next year, they go the whole way to the Stanley Cup Final. They don't win at all. But they go the whole way to the Stanley Cup Final. Nobody expected them to go that far. Yet there they were in Game 6. A couple inches away from forcing a seventh game back in Detroit. And then the third time, they took the house down. Like I said in this fighter analogy. But back to the Minnesota Wild, they're in that same spot. Now, they don't have the second coming of 19, 20-year-old Sidney Crosby and 19, 20-year-old Evgeny Malkin. But Kirill Kaprizov is a problem. They have the same goaltender as that team. I'll say that right now. Whether it's Cam Talbot in there, that might be a different story. But they got Marc-Andre Fleury. Depends which Fleury you get. If you get 2008 Fleury, you're in the clear. If you get 2009 Fleury, they won the Stanley Cup, but let's not forget he wasn't that great. But they have a guy that has the potential to take them there. So I like that. My deepest concern with this team has to be their strength up the middle. And if you're a Minnesota Wild fan, you're rolling your eyes. You're saying this is always what everybody says. That's because it is. Ryan Hartman has had a fantastic season, but he's your first line center right now. He hasn't really proven that he can take a team through the playoffs. He hasn't been there. None of these guys really have. So that's why they're a dark horse. That's why DraftKings has their odds so far down the board. So you have Ryan Hartman. You have Freddie Gaudreau currently is your second line center. Okay. Joel Erickson Eck is your third line center. I like him in that spot. I think that's a really good matchup spot for Joel Erickson Eck. And Tyson Jost, you just brought him in at the trade deadline for Nico Sturm. He's your fourth line center. I thought that was a great addition. Where they have their strength, however... Look at the wings they have on their top three. Their first line wings are Kirill Kaprizov, all-world player right now, and Matt Zuccarello, who, if you haven't forgotten, or if you have forgotten, I should say, he's a guy that's had playoff experience with the New York Rangers, and he's a guy that has probably one of the biggest and most tight chemistries with a line mate in the entire National Hockey League is what he has with Kaprizov. Second line, you have Matthew Boldy, really talented rookie. Could finish top five in Calder voting. And Kevin Fiala, of course, who is also really, really good for them. Then you have Jordan Greenway and Marcus Foligno on that third line with Joel Erickson Eck in the middle. I love their third line. I think their third line, to me, is a matchup nightmare for other teams, especially in the postseason. So, yeah, I really, I really like the Minnesota Wild. I would take them as the dark horse. I would take... The Calgary Flames is my favorite. Specifically, when I look at the matchup for the Minnesota Wild in the first series. Second series, they could end up running into Colorado. That would be a tough, a tough sell. But they took Vegas to the brink last year. Colorado didn't. So playoffs are a different animal. Anything can happen if that is indeed the second round matchup. But in the first round matchup, you could see Minnesota probably taking on Nashville or St. Louis. I would give them the edge in those series. I would certainly give them a a bigger edge against St. Louis than I would against Nashville. But either way, it's going to be a dogfight. 
So they're going to have to get through that. They're going to have to get through Colorado. Then they're probably going to have to get through, you know, if I had my bones about it, they'd have to get through the Calgary Flames as well, which would make me look great. If it was Flames wild in the Western Conference Finals, I would look like a genius. So I'm praying for that. But I do think the Minnesota Wild are going to go on a run this year. I think they're in that second-time fighter mentality where they're going to win a little bit and potentially, by my estimation, potentially overachieve. So if you're looking for a bet today, if you're looking for futures bets on the NHL, my favorite is Calgary. My dark horse is Minnesota. We're riding that out the rest of the season, and we're going to see how it goes. That's going to do it for this episode of the Hockey Hotbed. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back on Friday. I think we'll talk a little bit of Eastern Conference on Friday. We haven't talked much Eastern Conference since I returned to the podcast here. So we'll dive into that hellscape of an Eastern Conference playoff picture. But as of right now, that's going to do it. Thank you again so much for listening. We'll see you guys on Friday. Have a great week, hockey fans.